Hello and welcome to episode number 35 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about hijacking history. Believe it or not, Major League Baseball takes another front seat in the discussions of things that are going on in the world. Not because I really like baseball anymore, but because I think a lot of what's going on with baseball is what's going on in the country and in the world in general. And this rant started yesterday morning while I was doing the live pre-stream for the No Agenda show, which happens every Thursday between 9 a.m. and approximately 11 a.m. Central at noagendastream.com. So if you want to catch me doing some different stuff, we are on live at that point. And I talked about this first subject in the pre-stream show and i think it needs a little bit more of a follow-up now now that things have actually changed a little bit so what we're going to start with here is some audio from the pre-stream no agenda show on thursday talking about this incident with the chicago cubs and then we'll jump back to real-time live and continue the discussion on that and talk about a few other things. But to start us off, let's go back in time to me being triggered, which I know it seems to happen a lot lately. And Major League Baseball has pissed me off yet again. This time, it's my least favorite team in the league, the Chicago Cubs, because the Cubs suck. They're not even really baseball. I know they won a World Series. Congratulations to them. They've sucked for about a billion years and they'll continue to suck because this is the kind of thing going on. And Major League Baseball wants to know why there's no fans in the seats. It's because of stuff like this. Last night, I guess, during the Cub broadcast, there was a reporter doing his on the field reporting, which baseball, I don't really understand this. You got a guy sitting down in a camera well acting like he's in a, in a world war or something like, hey, I'm, I'm in the middle of the action down here, man. Come to me. I'll tell you what's going on. So I don't really understand the whole guy down on the field thing because they're never talking to anybody. They're just, well, they're down on the field instead of the two idiots in the booth. This is an idiot down on the field. Well, they cut to this guy. His name's Doug Glanville, and he happens to be an African-American reporter, and he's doing his bit. And some asshole Cub fan behind him in a sweatshirt. And I don't know if the guy's an asshole, but he's a Cub fan. So I'm assuming, just assuming, Cub fan asshole. That's just a correlation I'm making. Not all the Cub fans are, but a vast majority that I've met. I have a few friends who like the Cubs, who I really respect, and they're very nice. But a vast majority I'd put into this category. Well, this person gives, while this guy's on the air, the downward-facing OK symbol. Which, you know, again, when I was a kid, this was the major look game. You put your, you know, do the OK symbol upside down. You put it below your waist. If somebody looked at you, boom, you hit them. That was, that was the game. But now, I guess, the upside down OK symbol is a white supremacist thing. Ooh, it's scary. It's spooky. Comes here. You're freaking me out here. So, of course... Twitter being what it is, I'm sure this is where this started. People saw this and, and then went nuts because somebody dared make a hand gesture while this reporter was on doing his, his job. I mean, let's forget the fact that it's the okay symbol. 
I mean, okay. I mean, maybe this has been totally taken over by white supremacists. I've done a little research this morning already, and no, it, it's, there's some people that are kind of associating it with that. But overall, this isn't a hand gesture that's always or even a majority of the time associated with white supremacists, and even white supremacists kind of laugh at the concept. But hey, the Cubs are taking this very, very seriously. The vice, the Cubs president of business operations, Crane Kennedy, what a hell of a name that I'm sure this guy got bullied a little bit in school. Crane Kennedy said, we are currently investigating an incident that occurred during the Cubs May 7th broadcast on NBC Sports Chicago, where reporter Doug Glanville was on the air. An individual seated behind Mr. Glanville used what appeared to be an offensive hand gesture associated with racism. Again, it's the upside down, okay thing. Kids do it all the time. It's the game. But hey, such ignorant and repulsive behavior is not tolerated at Wrigley Field. I'm sorry. I mean, the few times I've been to Cub games, there's a lot of ignorant and repulsive behavior, both on and off the field, Cubs. So, hey, I'm just saying. Such ignorant and repulsive behavior is not tolerated at Wrigley Field. We are reviewing the incident thoroughly. Let me just, again, point out this was. A guy making the upside down okay sign for a matter of seconds while a reporter was on the air. But they're investigating this incident thoroughly. I thank you, Chicago Cubs. I feel so much safer already. It's like I'm wrapped in a big cubby blue blanket. They're investigating it thoroughly, they say, because no one should be subjected to this type of offensive behavior. The upside down okay symbol now is obviously extremely offensive behavior i'm I'm catching up the cubs crane kennedy must be really really woke and i'm just catching up to all this stuff i'm sure he knows what he's talking about the cubs are really woke they're a great organization really this finished off the statement was my favorite though any derogatory contact conduct should be reported immediately to our ballpark staff Any individual behaving in this manner will not only be removed from the ballpark, but will be permanently banned from Wrigley Field. So, hey, Cub fans, if you think the team fucking sucks and you want to get rid of these season tickets, these overpriced season tickets that you bought, go to a game, make that symbol, and they'll have to give you your money back for the rest of the season. It's genius. And then you never have to see the Cubs again. That is like win, win, win for me. This kind of stuff is absolutely nuts. So we take an upside down okay symbol. Let's just forget the fact that it's an okay symbol that everybody uses anyway. Divers use it all the time. People use it, you know, when you can't be heard, right? You want to give somebody the I'm okay thing. That's what you do. That's now racist. So what other, what other gestures can we just turn into this? I mean, this was a gesture kids used all the time. Still do. What else can we make racist? Thumbs up. Look, can we agree that's white supremacist or something supremacist? We can get rid of that. Uh, you know, anything, you know, like the hang loose thing, you know, like the Metallica, the hook em horns kind of thing. I mean, let's just make every hand gesture racist that everybody that does anything with their hands can be completely banned from every MLB game. And maybe their lives would be better for that. I don't know. I'm just saying, I think this stuff is completely out of hand. So here we are, back in real time, if we can call this real time. 
And I'm still triggered by this incident, and there have been updates on this story. The Cubs have banned the fan from Wrigley Field forever, it would appear, and said that if he tries to enter the premises again, he could be prosecuted. (laughs) Wow. Cubbies, at least there's one news outlet, if you could even call it an outlet, Yahoo Sports is the only one that I can see really talking about the fact that the intent of this fan is really questioned because this, again, is a symbol that nobody in the world knows is something that is now being used as a gesture of white supremacy. I didn't know. My wife didn't know. I don't know how many of you knew that making the OK symbol and putting it down there below your waist, or anywhere, I guess, I don't know, the upside down AK symbol, maybe anywhere, but now that is a white supremacist gesture. And my question is the same as the guy on Yahoo Sports, whose name is Jay Hart, and the question is, what was the intent? Because intent matters. This is not something that was an obvious thing. Most of the world does not know that this particular hand gesture is offensive in the ways that is being talked about in this particular case. It's not something that the normal average person knows about. So somebody making a benign hand gesture that is a part of a kid's game and has been for decades is now being labeled as a racist by the fucking organization whose logo was on the sweatshirt that he was wearing and who sold him these expensive tickets that he was sitting in that are profiting off of his fandom, they don't give a shit what the guy's intent was. They don't. And this is where the scary stuff starts happening because the people that are in charge of these organizations, in this case, one of 30 major sports franchises in Major League Baseball. Hey, you, you did this? Well, fuck you. Never come to our game again, or we will we will prosecute you. Cubbies, come on. You got a lot of problems. This is the same team that is happy to give a contract to a alleged wife beater. And I stood up for him in that case because it was a he said, she said thing. There was no evidence that showed that this guy was guilty. He was never proven guilty in a court of law. But I guess it's okay for somebody to be an alleged wife beater, whose wife actually says he is, by the way. Although I, again, understand she may be lying. But there seems like if you're going to go by a preponderance of the evidence, guy's wife saying he's a wife beater, Cubs say, no, that's okay. Average fan making a hand gesture that 99.9999999999999999% of the world doesn't know is offensive. Oh, well, that fucking guy, he's a racist, man. The Cubs are sure this guy must be a racist. He's banned for life. And don't let him back in the ballpark or we'll prosecute him. This stuff is just too crazy to even try to wrap my head around it. I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Because it's it's driving me nuts that this kind of stuff is happening. And People are treating it like it's commonplace. I mean, the the Twitter outrage, of course, says this guy's obviously a racist. He was making this stupid hand symbol behind an African-American guy. So obviously it was meant to be racist. I agree 100% 
with Jay Hart from Yahoo Sports, who said the Cubs are basically playing Russian roulette with this fan's reputation. And it's not right. It is absolutely not right. These kinds of things now can do serious damage to a person's reputation. And it's it's just not right that this kind of stuff happens. And I don't know what's going to happen to get rid of this social justice warrior mentality because it certainly goes way, way, way up the food chain. In this case, you have the Cubs president of business operations, Crane Kennedy, again, saying the burden of proof would be on the fan. I'm trying to think of a way he could convince us this is not what we all think it is. <laughs> what you all think it is. So I guess you're a fucking mind reader, huh, Crane Kennedy? Is that what you're telling us here? You're a fucking mind reader? Because that's what it sounds like to me, that you're telling us that obviously this guy's a racist because he made this stupid symbol that kids use, that people use on a daily basis in a non-offensive way, but this guy used it, and obviously he's a racist. What the fuck is the matter with you, Crane Kennedy? What kind of fucking idiot are you? That you think you're in a position to determine that this guy's a racist. Really, tell me what you think in your DNA, in your background, makes you think that you're the guy that can determine this. The best part of this whole story may be that Crane Kennedy himself admitted that until social media alerted him, he, quote, wouldn't have recognized what the gesture meant. <laughs> so even this asshole who is branding this Cubs fan a racist didn't know what the gesture meant, but obviously the guy who made it must. What the fuck? Cub fans, I'm telling you, everybody that shows up at the next game and every fucking game for the rest of the fucking year, make that fucking symbol. Make them throw you all out. Stop giving them your money. Stop giving them your time. Stop supporting a team that would go on a knee-jerk reaction when the assholes that run the team admit they didn't even know this was a racist gesture. Let's forget the fact that it was something that's been used by kids in a stupid game for decades, and it's only become to have any racial connotations since sometime in 2017. Let's forget the fact that, and let's just label a fan a racist and tell them never to come back to the park again. Cubs fans, if you were fucking smart, you would never go back to a Cub game for the rest of your fucking life. Let this team die. Stop giving them your money. Make the world a better place and let's eradicate the fucking Chicago Cubs from Major League Baseball and the rest of the world because this is an organization that is utter and complete crap. I really wonder how Theo Epstein, the GM, and Crane Kennedy would feel if they were on the other side of this. But wait, they can be. If you ever see either one of these guys in public claim they made a racist gesture and fuck it, they should lose their jobs, right? I want to see that happen. And believe it or not, this Cubs situation isn't the only situation that just happened that has another major league team looking bad. In this case, as all championship teams pretty much get, the Red Sox of Boston got an invite to the White House. But of course, 
orange man bad. And what happened was a bunch of white players showed up and the Puerto Rican manager didn't show up and all the black players, I believe, didn't show up. If any did, I didn't see the news coverage on that. And there was even a tweet going around that David Price had, I believe, retweeted that this was the white Sox going to the White House. No, the White Sox are a team here in Chicago. They really suck. They're not going to be going to the White House for a championship anytime soon. But the Red Sox gave a variety of reasons for not going to the White House. And I think most of them are complete and utter bullshit. We can start with their manager, Alex Cora, who is Puerto Rican. He is upset with the way Trump has been dealing with Puerto Rico. I don't know. This seems to me that looking at the story and looking what's going on, it seems to me that Alex Cora maybe gets his news from MSNBC. It would lead me to believe that Alex Cora doesn't even really know what's going on. We all remember that Puerto Rico had some major problems. They had a hurricane. There was a lot of damage and there was a lot of aid sent from the United States to Puerto Rico. They're not a state. They are one of our territories, though. Big difference, and there are differences between those two that also need to be looked at, but let's just look at everything on the face of what happened. When all of this aid was being sent, we kept hearing that there wasn't enough coming, there wasn't enough coming, there wasn't enough coming. The White House, President Trump and others were saying, well, no, we have sent a lot of aid. The mayor of Puerto Rico, immediately after this happened, was out there blasting Trump, saying all sorts of things. And it came out that she was nothing more than your typical lefty activist crazed loon. So what's happened since this hurricane? Well, in 2018, the mayor and two former government officials in Puerto Rico faced public corruption charges in separate cases that involved a total of $8 million in federal and local funds. Authorities say the suspects, uh, the mayor of the southeast, uh, southwest town of Sabana Grande and the former directors of finance for the northern town of Toa Baja, which has struggled to pay its employees amid an 11-year recession. The U.S. attorney, Rosa Amelia Rodriguez, told reporters that the former officials are accused of using nearly not, uh, $5 million worth of federal funds to pay the town's employees and municipal contractors. So they pocketed the money. So corruption in Puerto Rico. So Trump, the White House, obviously seemed to be right, saying these things weren't getting to where they should be. I remember stories at the time that food and water were sitting on a runway in an airport where they couldn't get to the people because the government was just so badly corrupt and so badly screwed. So I look, well, what did we send as far as relief goes for this Puerto Rican hurricane. 600 million pounds of food, water, and medicine were sent. I guess to Alex Cora, that's nothing that isn't enough. 600 million pounds of food, water, and medicine. 18 Navy and Coast Guard ships were sent, including hospital ships. Over 10,000 government workers. It seems to me that there was a lot of aid given. Former Boston Red Sox slugger David Ortiz, a guy that I always enjoyed play, a guy that always seemed like a stand-up guy, a good guy. He sided with manager Alex Cora. This kind of makes me sad because he said he would have also skipped a White House visit because President Trump had, quote, divided people. Really? 
he's the one that's dividing people, huh? I mean, I guess maybe you missed all of the stuff when Maxine Waters was telling people to go out and commit violent acts and disrupt politicians' lives and Nancy Pelosi and all of these never Trumpers, all the violence, all of the rhetoric that's been thrown around, all just the vicious and vile things. I guess that that's not dividing people at all to David Ortiz. So maybe he should really look a little bit more into uh, what's going on in the world as well. Quote, he said, you don't want to go and shake hands with a guy who is treating immigrants like shit because I'm an immigrant, Ortiz said. Really? Donald Trump's treating the immigrants poorly. I guess they also missed the story. David Ortiz must be watching MSNBC, too, because everybody has seemed to be missing the story that the way the White House with Donald Trump is treating immigration is exactly the same as Barack Obama's White House. But when it was Barack Obama, he loved the immigrants. Donald Trump, he hates them. I mean, obviously, can't you tell? David Ortiz says, once you see what's going on in the country, based on being an immigrant or being black, it's something that goes beyond going into the White House and shaking hands with the president just because. So now it's bad to be black, too, because the president is obviously, what have we heard? Anti-immigration, anti-black, he's a racist, he's anti-Jewish. There's a lot of things that have been thrown around about Donald Trump. So I looked and like, okay, what are his accolades? What kind of awards has he gotten throughout his life before he became president and became Orange Man Bad? Because before he was Orange Man Bad, he seemed to be one hell of a humanitarian. Going back to 1976, he received the Humanitarian Award from National Jewish Health. In 1983, he received the Tree of Life Award by the Jewish National Fund. This is an award, the highest humanitarian award the Jewish National Fund presents to one individual or family each year in appreciation of their outstanding community involvement, their dedication to the cause of American Israeli friendship, and their devotion to peace and the security of human life. I mean, horrible guy, Donald Trump. How dare you do that? In 1986, he received the Ellis Island Medal of Honor in celebration of patriotism, tolerance, brotherhood, and diversity. I mean, obviously, again, he's such a horrible guy because he received an award from the Ellis Island Honors Society or the presented annually to American citizens whose accomplishments in their field and inspired service to the United States are cause for celebration. Past medalists include seven U.S. presidents, several world leaders, two Nobel Prize winners, and countless leaders of industry, education, the arts, sports, and government, along with everyday Americans who have made freedom, liberty, and compassion a part of their life's work. So I guess he had everybody snowed back in 1986, or maybe everybody's just lying now because they don't like his political views. Which do you think is more likely? Like, the year... When President Obama was elected in a massive landslide, the country was great. When everybody realized in like a couple of years that his policies really sucked and people start disagreeing with them, well, now we became a racist country. Obviously, that, that's, the, that's the answer, right? That's, that's the easy answer to believe. We became racist immediately after electing the black president. And we're also to believe now that Donald Trump who was a humanitarian 
did countless things, gave countless money. Well, you know, he just he never did anything for the black man, right? Well, in 1995, he got the President's Medal by the Freedom Foundation for his support of youth programs in Philadelphia for inner city youth. I mean, really? This is obviously a guy who completely racist. He received the Muhammad Ali Entrepreneur Award in 2007. Well, Muhammad Ali, I think he's known as a guy who gave a lot of awards to racist people. And this is 2007. So obviously, you know, Trump must be a, a real big racist. I I digress. These are the kind of things history is being hijacked. Donald Trump for everything that I can tell, he may not be a perfect president, and I don't think anybody is a perfect president, but he is not a racist, bigoted monster that people are trying to make him out to be because it's only being done to push an agenda. It's the same reason the Cubs are banning a guy for putting the upside down OK symbol. They're pushing an agenda. With the Cubs, I don't really know what it is. Maybe it's we don't want any more fans, and I'd be happy to help them out with that. But these are the kind of things that just make no sense. History is being rewritten. Rather than look, none of these media outlets, never once, when you hear people saying, well, obviously Trump hates immigrants. Well, you never hear that Barack Obama's did the same thing. Under him, the way immigrants at the border were treated, exactly the same way. We don't hear that. When somebody says that Trump's a racist, Nobody jumps out and talks about his past when they say he's anti. I mean, it's great when he says that he's uh, anti-Semitic being the fact that he's done more, at least according to the people in Israel, more for Israeli American relations than any president in recent history. But what would they know? They're just the people that he's supposed to hate. I just think that a team like the Boston Red Sox or anybody that decides they don't want to go on a White House visit because of the president are not doing their fans a service. If anybody didn't show up for Obama, they were accused of being a racist, but none of these black players, this is a white and black thing. It seems like, because it's only the black players that didn't want to show up that, you know, why can't we call them racist? It seems like that would be a logical thing. If this is split the way it appears to be down a color line, then you'd have to start asking those questions because president Trump, his past certainly does not look like he should be labeled as a racist. I mean, he's gotten awards from the NAACP. Jesse Jackson worked with all of these people for years and years and years, long before he was president. Every rapper has a song that mentions how they want to make money like Donald Trump. Now, all of a sudden, oh, got to rewrite history, got to change those words. We can't sing those songs anymore because, well, orange man bad. That changing the words, changing the meaning of words is something else that really annoys me. And Major League Baseball, because we need to keep beating a dead horse, this year changed the DL, which is the disabled list. So if a player gets injured, he can't play. He had normally been put on the disabled list. Well, now that is offensive. It is inappropriate or inappropriate that my buddy Larry over at that LarryShow.com. He's another guy who really looks into these things when it comes to words and their meanings and how they're being changed and how they're being twisted and how we're being forced to take things that meant one thing. And now we're, we're being just forced down our throats that they don't mean that anymore. Like the upside down. Okay. Symbol. That was a kid's game. No, now it's a white supremacist symbol. Bullshit. But major league baseball wanting to be woke changed the disabled list name to the injured list. 
So now I really, I didn't understand at first. I kept seeing like players going to IL. I thought a lot of players in major league baseball were coming to Illinois for some reason. Cause it was always the DL, the DL they're going on the DL. Now it's the IL because we're woke and it's not the disabled list. It's the injured list. So I start doing a little research and God, I hate research, but I was doing a little research on the definition of disabled dictionary.com says physically or mentally impaired injured or incapacitated that sounds like what happens when a baseball player fucks up his arm breaks a leg does something he would be physically or mentally impaired injured or incapacitated so disabled seems to work yeah maybe maybe the people over in the uk know better the british dictionary says disabled means lacking one or more physical powers such as the ability to walk or to coordinate one's movements as from the effects of a disease or accident, or through mental impairment. Well, we know the Cubs seem to have a lot of mental impairment, but it still goes along with an accident causing them to lose physical powers. You know, a pitcher throwing his arm out, that would be disabled. Yeah, that that seems to work. The words seem to fit. Back in the 1630s is where this word, I first could find it, the etymology of this. And in the 1630s, it meant that you were incapacitated. So, you know, unable to do something, disabled. And maybe we want to look at a medical dictionary because we need an official something, people smarter than us. Let's look at a medical dictionary. And the medical dictionary defines disabled as impaired, as in physical functioning. So, you know, your arm screwed up. You can't throw the ball. You're impaired, as in physical functioning. But I guess we all just need to be woke. And for some reason, we're being told that disabled is a bad word to talk about. We've heard this before with retarded and retard. Even though it's a very viable word, it has a meaning. It's not meant to be objectionable. And for there were years that it wasn't objectionable. And it just meant as a verb to slow things down, to delay the to progress, delay development, hinder something, impede something. I don't know why all of a sudden these words are being thrown down our throats as something that can't be said. This is nothing but an assault on the freedom of speech. And we've talked about that a little bit before. Why is it happening? I don't know. But we know it is happening. And the end result is you're having to walk on eggshells, worry that you're going to say the wrong word, worry that you're going to make the wrong hand gesture, worry that your life is going to be ruined like this Cubs fan who made the upside down okay symbol and is now being accused of being a racist for something that kids do on a daily basis, playing a stupid game. So beyond the fact that Major League Baseball has all sorts of issues going back to the Kate Smith thing and players calling each other the N-word and all this other kind of stuff, in your daily life, just look at these kind of things and start asking yourself questions. Why? Is the term disabled all of a sudden bad? Why is the symbol that was something used by kids all the time still is? I keep saying was. The game's still going on as far as I understand. So something that kids use in a game, why this stuff is being changed? Why is our history being hijacked? Why are we being told that a president's racist even though his past shows that he's not? Facts don't matter anymore. Nobody does their homework. The next time you hear something, don't just take it for granted that whatever asshole, whatever talking head you're hearing it from is telling you the truth. Do a little bit of research and try to look into things. 
Unlike the Chicago Cubs, who didn't even care to find out the intent that this guy had making this, oh, utterly offensive hand gesture that he had to be banned for life. Cubbies, tell you what, I'm banning myself from Wrigley Field because you are the worst organization in the history of sports. Your fans deserve better. I hope you don't feel the same way about this show. I hope you're getting exactly what you're looking for here at the Random Thoughts Podcast. We're having a lot of fun making these episodes, even though I think they're raising my blood pressure up about 100 points every time I hit that little red record button. But hey, I'm still trying to have fun. We're trying to piece some of these things together, figure out why things are being done, trying to figure out how these pieces fit in particular narratives that people are trying to tell. And hopefully in the end of all this, We've all learned something and can make the world just a little bit of a better place. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so via email at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is randompodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B podcast. My personal Twitter is Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. And if you like what you're hearing, go on over to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com and click that little donate button. On this episode, we have our first executive producer, Jay Finley, a.k.a. Baron Walkman. The first donation that the show's ever received when the button's only been up for a little while. So I know it sounds bad, but this is episode number 35. And I really never even thought about putting that out there. I was doing the shows because, well, it's fun to do. It's uh, cheaper than having a therapist. It's a good way to vent. Never really thought about trying to monetize that in a way, but a lot of shows do this kind of thing. It's the value for value model that we learned from the No Agenda guys, and it is an honor and a humbling thing to know that people like the shows that I'm putting out here on Random Thoughts, and it really does. It encourages me to keep going, keep the lights on, keep putting out podcasts. Uh, I, I need the money just to pay for blood pressure medication, I think. I don't know, but Jay Finley, words really can't express. Thank you. You are awesome. I hope your daughter had an awesome birthday this week and everything else is good. We got to get this guy on grumpy old Ben to tell us some stories. He's a phone freaker from back in the day. If you've never heard about phone freaking, um, well, that's what you did before the internet. If you really wanted to get in trouble as a kid and he's got some stories and I would really like to hear them, but that is for another show. Another time. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.